Hello, and thank you for listening to Texas History for Kids. I'm your host, Michelle Gallegos, an educator, writer, history nerd, and novice investigator. Each week on the show, we will learn about interesting parts of Texas history, from battles and historical figures to the odd and enchanted. Hi, guys. Welcome back. We are on episode number 11. I want to thank you for listening every Monday, and I hope you are enjoying the content. As you know, I include a reading passage and activity with every episode. A KWL chart is included for today's episode. For those of you who don't know what a KWL chart is, it is something that we use in the classroom to identify what we know, what we want to know, and what we learned. So that will be included in today's episode. Recently, I was stuck in traffic and I noticed some graffiti under a bridge. Now, most people might see it as vandalism, property damage, or lawlessness. But for me, it kind of got my wheels turning. I can appreciate seeing things in an art form. Disclaimer, by no means am I telling you to go out and deface public property or private property. If you are a great artist, it is always best to display it somewhere it can be legally accepted. But really, I am amazed by the designs and the creativity of the artwork that are found on some of the buildings and bridges in our state. I started thinking about the Native American wall art, and then I started thinking about who the earliest Native Americans were in Texas. So when I got back home to a safe place where I could actually do some research, I found my research had taken me near the Texas-Mexico border. Now, when you think of the Texas-Mexico border, you probably think about desert, the Rio Grande River, and most recently, immigration. But did you know that along the Rio Grande River, where the Pecos and the Devil Rivers combine, there are actually hidden rock canyons where you can find hundreds of ancient art drawings, including odd humanoid creatures, interesting animals, and abstract shapes. This area is one of the highest concentrations of archaic art in all of North America, and it was drawn by the Native Americans of the archaic Indian times right here in Texas. By the way, if you download the resource that accompanies today's podcast, you'll get to see some of the wall art on these actual caves that are found in Texas. So today's episode takes us to the Texas Native Americans, the very first people to inhabit Texas. What is an archaic Indian, you ask? The natives who survived the Ice Age over 85,000 years ago are now called the Archaic Indians. The Native Americans of Texas are some of the most ancient cultures in all of North America. Ever wondered how we got here? Like who were the first people to come to North America? Well, anthropologists, who are, which are people who study cultures, They've come up with three theories that explain how people ended up in North America. Some people believe it was caused by the last ice age. They believe people traveled through a land bridge that was connected from Asia to North America. They called this the Bering Strait. The land bridge allowed people to chase, so that's primarily the reason why they believe people were coming into North America. It was quite by accident. They were just hunting the animals across the bridge. Other people think that humans came from Europe before the Ice Age and managed to survive it. 
Still, many Native American tribes claim that they've always been here and didn't travel from anywhere because they were already here. Either way, early people of Texas and North America lived differently throughout history. One thing is for certain, life changed dramatically for the Native American people during the last ice age. The larger animals that they used to hunt, such as giant mammoths and saber-toothed tigers, became extinct and the archaic people were forced to find other sources of food and adapt to their new surroundings. Now today we will be talking about the archaic era Indians from Texas that are from the lower Pecos region of Texas. Each tribe had its own customs and ways of life which were much different than that of any other part or region of Texas. Now not much is known about the people of the archaic period. There aren't any written records to learn from, but what we do have is ancient artifacts from thousands of years ago that are found right here in Texas caves. So like I said, life was very different in those days, right? Today, we get to record our daily lives through our phones and social media and cameras. Prehistoric people did not have those luxuries and I'm guessing they were probably so busy hunting and surviving that they probably didn't even have time to record their experiences other than the art left on the cave walls. So back to West Texas, there are deep canyons that created rock shelters where the archaic Indians made homes in areas of West Texas. Archaeologists enjoy visiting these parts because the remnants of the people, their paintings, mammoth bones, and other artifacts are so well preserved from hundreds of years ago. The paintings they left behind depict an incredible history from battles to detailed designs. During the archaic times, these people seemed to band together in smaller communities, but they were on the move a lot. Therefore, the huts and living quarters they made were often very temporary and not meant to last. They often lived near the waters, which would explain why they didn't stay in one place very long. As the waters rose, it might have proven dangerous to stay near the area, and so they moved around a lot. Evidence showed that they were hunters and gatherers, meaning they hunted smaller bison, deer, and rabbit, turkey, and antelope for food. They also gathered crops of beans, pecans, or pecans, however you say it in your region. In Texas, it can be different depending on where you live. And they are also believed to be the earliest fishermen obviously because they were so close to water. So let's talk about some of the tools of the time. Most of the artifacts of this period do not show bows and arrows like more current Native Americans used. The Ice Age brought on changes in plants and animals that were hunted or gathered causing people to develop new styles of tools like cutting and scraping tools such as a chipped dart or a spear point. Generally, these tools were used for fishing water animals such as fish or snails. One such tool is called the atlatl. It is a small wooden spear thrower that was the tool of choice for archaic people who hunted deer and buffalo. It was a spear attached to a notch on a stick. The hunter would throw the spear the length of a football field in some cases and pierce the animal that they were trying to hunt. That ladle was commonly used in hunting larger animals. Besides the weapons or tools used in cleaning and scraping their food, archaic Indians also weaved baskets from plant fibers. 
They used grinding tools to grind things like acorns, roots, or other types of nuts using large wooden or stone pestles. Today, pestles are still used for grinding, mixing, mashing, or even pounding wet and dry ingredients. After grinding their seeds or their roots, the archaic Indians would need to cook their food. They often dug out a pit from the ground. Sometimes it was dug out of dirt. Other times they carved pits out of the limestone rock that was present near the rivers of the area. Much like today's barbecue pits, the archaic people would burn wood, which formed coal, then place rock over the coal layer to place the food on. Now this is slightly different from what we do today. Today we have metal grills that cover the coal. They used rocks rather than metal. The natives of this time often used the same pit over and over again, causing the rocks to build and pile up. Scientists have found evidence of these burn pits in Texas. So where did they live? Archaic hunters and gatherers often lived in rock shelters and caves in West Texas. Scientists also believe that when rock shelters were not available to them since they were nomadic people, meaning they moved around a lot, these people also would have created a temporary shelter out of wooden poles and animal hide for some type of covering. Kind of like a teepee, but open on the sides. However, evidence of these shelters have not been uncovered, obviously because the things that they were made of, something that would disintegrate and biodegrade back into the earth. So what does cave art tell us? The cave art on these rock shelters tell a story. They painted or etched shamans or religious leaders wearing masks with animal beads. The paintings and carvings also depicted human scenes of deer and other animals with horns. But they also showed scenes of bizarre half animals half-human beings, as well as abstract lines and shapes that do not symbol anything from the natural world. These types of scenes are left to the imagination of those viewing it. It's very difficult for scientists to decipher complete meanings of these types of art, but this art does tell us about the types of people they were. They used various forms of wall art to decorate, including pictographs and petroglyphs. Archaic Indians used paints and dyes to decorate pottery to color woven baskets and fabric. And they also used porcupine quills for needlework. They created designs on their skin, animal clothing, and they used it as body paint and no doubt many other purposes. So remember I said that they used two different types of wall art, pictographs and petroglyphs. Pictographs are most commonly used in painting. The paint for rock art was made by mixing ground up pigments or minerals that are colorful, such as hematite, lemonite, or charcoal, and they used it and mixed it up with a liquid. In some cases, the liquid they mixed it up with was blood, animal fat, egg whites, fish oil, or plant oil. Notice they didn't use water like we do today. They either used their fingers or created brushes using twigs with frayed ends to paint. The pigments or color they used were mostly two colors. Red, which tends to be the iron oxide natural hematite. Now black was used or made with charcoal or manganese oxide. My, how times have changed. Today we use all the pigments under the rainbow that are available to us. 
Now, another type of rock art used by the archaic Indians was petroglyphs. Petroglyphs are rock carvings made by pecking directly onto the rock surface using a stone chisel and a hammer. So why did petroglyphs and pictographs last so long? It seems in modern times, paint fades so quickly and art can easily be dulled, damaged, or erased. It all depends on the environment in which they were created. Most cave drawings are in dry, dark conditions, helping to preserve them. This is another reason why some historians and scientists are so serious about not allowing people inside of these caves. They fear it might get damaged with sunlight or human impact. Now, I've been using the word art, but really, this art left behind is actually their version of a written record of history. There are forms of communication between people across time, written not with letters but using visual imagery. I guess you can say the graffiti art that is seen throughout urban cities and neighborhoods today can be considered pictographs as well. Some really good graffiti tells a story of a time and place, although there are usually words with graffiti art. What type of clothing did the Native Americans from Texas wear? Well, archaic people, as with any ancient people, used items around them to create the clothing they wore. They used resources such as plant fibers and animal skins. Because most clothing was made of perishable material, we know little about the style of prehistoric clothing. Bone scrapers and shells were used to remove parts of the animal that wouldn't become part of the clothing. They used bones as needles to sew the hide. Men generally covered their lower parts with loin cloth during the warmer months, and they wore bison robes or deer hide to cover their upper body during the cold months. Shell beads, usually made of small rocks, bones, pearls, or porcupine quills, and other ornamental items are believed to be added to their clothing to show their style or beauty, the same as we do today. So how did early Native Americans in Texas travel? Well, the earliest of humans traveled by foot. They didn't even use horses for travel until the 1500s. Before the arrival of horses, Native people walked where they needed to go. They also used a travois system, or a canoe when water was nearby. A travois system is similar to a sled that is made with two long wooden poles, each connected to a dog, often with a leather harness. And when they moved camps, they either left the items at the site or they had the dogs pull the sled using the travois system. If water was nearby, they used canoes to float their camp downriver to the next location, and the distance anyone can travel in a day was very limited. Therefore, they moved slowly. I'm not sure how many of us modern humans could survive the challenges of life in prehistory. It sure showed us strength and the skill needed to live in the archaic period. Well, today we talked about Texas Archaic Indians, we learned about their art, the types of homes they built, what they ate, how they hunted, the tools of their trade, transportation, or lack thereof, and even what they wore. Can you imagine what people might say about us in a thousand years from now? What might they think about our drawings? What might they say about our homes? Would the tools of our trade still be preserved over time?
What about the way we travel? What will they say about what we ate? Oh, that one would be interesting. Will they know about fast food restaurants like McDonald's? That brings me to this week's question. What do you think future humans will say about us based on the artifacts we leave behind? What are some of the things you use today that might survive a thousand years from now? Think about that. Your cell phones, our vehicles. Do you think any of those things would actually survive a thousand years? Send me an email with your answer and I might feature it in an upcoming episode. MichelleGallegos.author at gmail.com If you or your child has received valuable information, please share the show with others who might find it interesting. As always, head on over to my website for all the resources. Some are free at MichelleGAuthor.com And remember, yesterday is today's history 